Welcome to Locked On NFL, your daily podcast on the National Football League on the number one daily sports podcast network. Brian Peacock here alongside the scout, Matt Williamson. Happy Friday, everybody. Need to get back into this conversation we had. We, we talked about the best teams in the NFL. We don't want to leave out the worst teams in the NFL. Sometimes the top teams get too much airtime, right, Matt? Let's talk about some of the worst teams in the league, the worst rosters in the league, according to Pro Football Focus. We covered the top five or six teams. Who is at the bottom of this list? One team that's at the bottom of the list is the Jacksonville Jaguars. little spoiler there. I don't think that surprises anybody. And we're going to have the host of Locked On Jaguars, Tony Wiggins, joining us on Monday's episode here. And so we'll run some of these ideas by him, see how he thinks maybe the Jaguars can pull out of this. And there's, I'm sure, a light at the end of the tunnel that we will get into with Tony Wiggins, who does a really great job with Locked On Jaguars. We've got some overflow questions from yesterday's show. One interesting one is about teams that haven't won a Super Bowl. Which team could be that team? Of 12 franchises that have never won, who could be that team that gets there first and there is some news around the league Matt and the owners met and they're trying to figure out protocols this season for getting everything ready to go and as of now according to Roger Goodell as planned training camp July 28th let's go regular season everything as planned let's go I don't know about fans but here's the interesting nugget I found that uh Obviously, the league's worried. We've talked a lot about the salary cap. You got to go back and listen to the Brad Spielberger episode from earlier this week. I believe that was Tuesday. Yeah. Adam Schefter reporting that the NFL has approved a plan to cover the seats closest to the field this season. So a couple of things happen there. First of all, if and whatever fans are allowed in, there's a barrier between fans and personnel on the field. So there's going to be basically a strip of banners across the seats closest to the field but also it allows teams in the league to add sponsors there, maybe recoup some of that lost revenue ah. from having fewer fans in the seats. So obviously the NFL is really good. Get owners together. They'll figure out a new way to make money. I like that. I mean, I like every bit of that. I mean, if you're not going to have the stadium full anyway, keep that barrier. You know, you don't want that long distance sneeze landing on Aaron Rodgers and have that distance. And maybe that's something that'll keep up in our the rest of our lifetime in sports. You know what I mean? Like keep the fans back. I could see that being the first of a, a long-term trend there. And the advertising makes me happy too. Bring in more money to the league, hopefully get the cap up and, you know, ripple on down to all of us podcast hosts, you know, all the people dealing yeah. with the NFL right now, you know, that keep this revenue, keep the golden duck, you know, spitting out golden eggs. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Major like League Baseball added the net recently, you know, to save fans from getting hit with, line drives and foul balls. Uh, I'm envisioning this hockey-style barrier now that could really, in every sport and every league, separate fans from the field. And you, on one hand, the intimacy of every sport, being close, being courtside in the NBA, you know, being right behind home plate or right on the first baseline as a baseball fan or being on the 50-yard line as a football fan, I mean, that's the prime seat. That's where you want. You want that intimacy. You want to be involved. You want to hear what the players are saying. You want to be ingrained in what's going on in the field. Uh, at some point, I think there is a barrier coming when fans do enter stadiums. It almost has to be that way at this point. And, and, and who knows? Once something happens, it kind of sticks around for a long time. So maybe it's going to be the new normal. I don't know. Maybe. And even through history, it's it's a, a minor to intermediate issue, I would say. But 
sometimes fans, you know, run on the, on the field or scare players or throw stuff at them, you know, that in, you know, way before COVID, but you mentioned courtside. I'm sitting here going, you really think Jack Nicholson's going to be cool behind a barrier (laughs) (laughs) at the Laker game? Yeah. That might be more of a a mandatory mask situation than a barrier. (laughs) Right. Right. Here's the other thing that could start happening. So the league's like, Oh man, okay. We got to find a new way to make revenue. What about that? Uh, what about those sponsorships creeping from a barrier around the field to the uniforms? Yeah, right. We were talking about soccer the other day. Yeah. You know, There's just stuff littered all over everything you can see. Because I don't yeah, know. It's, a, it's a Pandora's box as soon as you open that. And then all of a sudden, mm-hmm. it's no longer the, the Jacksonville Jaguars. It's the, the, the Jacksonville. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Interesting. Yeah, I definitely see the banners, though, as prime spots to put you know, ads, you know, the, the, over those seats. Cause they're going to be on camera a lot. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay. Let's, let's see. What do you those want? Those two to... topics are pretty interesting. Those, the bad teams and the non Super Bowl teams. Let's dig into yeah. whatever one you prefer. Let's start with the non Super Bowl teams here. Okay. Um, I'm going to list them. Yeah. I'm looking at them here too. And so we've got the Cincinnati Bengals, Buffalo Bills, Cleveland Browns, Arizona Cardinals, Los Angeles Chargers, Atlanta Falcons, Jacksonville Jaguars, Detroit Lions, Carolina Panthers, Houston Texans, Tennessee Titans, and Minnesota Vikings. Those are the 12 teams that have not won a Super Bowl in their history. Does one of those teams, Matt, jump out to you as the one that will the soonest? Hmm. As in maybe even this year? See, I'm well, there's a handful I think you can just write off for this year. And that's the Panthers, the Jags, the Bengals. I mean, some of these are long shots. I mean, a lot would have to go right for Arizona, Cleveland, Detroit, Atlanta to get to that position where maybe they even have a chance. But some of those teams, namely the Bengals, what if Joe Burrow's awesome? You know, and what if he's the next Mahomes, Kyler Murray, luck you know know, early pick that hits in a big way the Bengals fortunes could change quicker than some of these other teams and I guess the Cardinals fit that bill too a year ahead of time with Kyler um you know what about a Herbert or an Allen or you know the Jags or Panthers end up with Lawrence you know what I mean like some of these bad teams could change at the drop of a dime if their quarterback's a superstar how many years would it take? So you're where the Bengals are right now, in your opinion, Joe Burrow, superstar quarterback, they hit on it. Is that year two? They're in the hunt year three. How, how quickly can the Bengals win a Super Bowl if everything goes perfect? That's a great question. And, and if we use the Cardinals as a guide, like I don't think any of us think the Cardinals can win the Super Bowl this year, but I think we wouldn't be blown away if Kyler's in the MVP conversation. They win nine games and wow, they're really trending well. I would think the Bengals are a little further along. I would rather build around what the Bengals had the day they drafted Joe Burrow than what the Cardinals had the day they drafted Kyler Murray. But it's still two or three years. I mean, I think there's you know, the thing we're overlooking too is, and boy, look at the Browns in this you know situation and the Jags really too of learning how to win in this league too. There's probably a year of losing close games or not preparing quite properly, a a maturation year, even if everything goes well. 
and that might be Arizona this year. Arizona might be six and ten, five and eleven again, but they learned a lot. Um, it's a good conversation. Like some of these teams, I think we should mention some of the better teams too. Like I look at the Vikings and think they've more or less been a playoff team the last couple of years. They get hot at the right time. They could keep that up, but I think they took a step back from last year. I mean, I think I feel better about to win the Super Bowl last year, a year from now, a year ago than I do now. I'm really keen. Two of these teams, though, I'm really high on is the Titans and the Chargers. And I think the Titans might actually be better than next year. I pretty much think I'm going to pick the Titans to win the South. I think I'm going to pick the Chargers to be a playoff team, but not win their division. And then the Bills are also in that category, too, where I think a lot of us, and I might be included there, would might will probably pick the Bills to win their division. And if Allen takes a big step forward, they might be the call for this year, next year. I think I have it ranked out here. And okay. here's what we'll do. I'll just rank how I see this 1 through 12 in the most likely to win a Super Bowl the soonest, and you can poke holes through that. But first, I'd like to tell you folks about Built Bar, who is blowing it out right now, 50% off every box, 100% of their proceeds going to charities. Go to BuiltBar.com to find out where that money is going and get 50% off every box of Built Bar. Build your own box. Get a couple of different flavors going. Peanut butter brownie, for example, with 20 grams of protein, 170 calories per bar, only 3 grams of sugar, 50% off. Mint brownie. Only 110 calories, 15 grams of protein, and only 4 grams of sugar. 50% off that box as well. Build your own box at BuiltBar.com. 16 amazing flavors covered with real chocolate. You don't even need to use promo code Locked On this week to get this very special offer of 50% off every box of Built Bar's a low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber snack. BuiltBar.com. My ranking for how, when I think these teams could potentially win a Super Bowl is different than how good they are right now. Because I, I think the, the purgatory teams are the ones that worry me because the Falcons, the Lions, I feel like those two teams are in a spot where they have to, they have to finish collapsing, rebuild again, new coaching staff, new everything, and then get built yeah, back up and then win. So... For that reason, a team like the Jaguars that might get the number one overall pick in the draft might be ahead because they're further along the rebuild path. Maybe even the Panthers, you know, Bengals, Cardinals. So it's interesting. I like those teams better maybe right now, but I I just, I'm not confident that as built, they're the team that's going to do it. So if it's not the case, then now you're in that three-year window again where new coach, new, usually new coach means new quarterback, even though, you know, teams like the Lions and the Falcons have really good quarterbacks now. Do they use that to trade and then get more uh, more draft picks to potentially build it faster? Do they try to build again around the same quarterback? So a lot of questions there with those franchises and the Chargers a little bit in this. And whereas I like the I like the team and I think they could be pretty good, but I don't know about Herbert being the guy. So they might be behind the Bengals and Cardinals, too, because I think they have a better chance of hitting on that all too important quarterback. Yeah, I mean. Neither one of us loved Herbert. What if he isn't very good? Well, then you spun your wheels for two yep. years, and then you're back in that market, and you're not winning Super Bowls. I also I, I mentioned that the Vikes more or less have been a playoff team, but I think they went backwards. I'm worried when you said the purgatory teams. I think the Vikes are 
maybe have one foot in the water of being a purgatory team too. You know, like Kirk Cousins isn't a superstar. They lost a handful of starters. Uh, I wonder that they could be in that nine and seven limbo. And really Houston's been the definition of that for the last couple of years. I just love Deshaun Watson. Um, one note on the Panthers, like I have extreme faith in Panther ownership, GM, new head coach. So if they show something this year or finish the season like the Dolphins did, end up with Lawrence or some stud quarterback, they could, I mean, when they hired Matt Rule, I said, I'm going to pick the Panthers to win the South in 2023. I mean, because Breeze isn't going to be there. Ryan's not going to be there. Brady's not going to be there. I agree with you. I, I, they're a stock up team for me, so that's why yeah. I was saying like the Falcons are better now. I, I have but a better, bigger faith years? that the Panthers are going to be a better team in a couple of years because I, I don't right. like the direction of of how things are currently going with those franchises and the Panthers. I love their draft. I'm with you, man. Ownership. I don't know about Matt Rule yet as an NFL coach. We'll have to see there, but I like what's going on in the front office. I like how they're drafting. They're prioritizing. They drafted. I mean, I love that statement draft that they had. They drafted 100% defensive players. They're building a monster defensive line. They're not ready yet. Uh, They're not going to be one of the best teams in the NFL. They'll be bottom half, in my opinion, but I like the direction. Bengals, if they they hit on Burrow, could be there. Uh, Cardinals, if they hit, could be there. The Browns. uh, So here's my my ranking. I'm going to put the Bills on top. Just the, okay. like if we're talking, okay, who's going to win it next? The Bills have to be the best odds because they're the best team of this group. Easiest path to the playoffs. Young quarterback, young quarterback better, if he right, takes yeah. another step, then that, you know, a rising tide raises all ships. The Vikings are, have been con- so consistently good, but you're right. They get in the playoffs and you're like, well, this isn't the best team in the NFL. And I, I don't see right. them becoming that. Um, and I'm not sure I'll pick them to go to the playoffs this year. Texans have a superstar quarterback that I truly believe in. I don't know about Bill O'Brien, but I believe in Deshaun Watson. So I just, I feel like the Texans could get there. So I would have them up there behind the bills. The Titans are very tight. Like Titans and Texans is really hard for me. I just believe in Watson more than like, if you put Watson on the Titans, the Titans are number one on this list. You know what I mean? So, oh, yeah, um, right. that, so I like the Titans team. I like just about everything about the Titans. I like the quarterback for the Texans. So I'm going to put the Texans up just a little bit ahead because I think that wins out for me. Uh, then, Real quick on the Texans. Yeah. The Texans almost have to be the Russell Wilson Seattle model. Like, kind of win oh, in spite yeah. of his teammates sometimes. And I think he's capable of being that good. So, that, I mean, the Texans might be 10 and 6 from here on out, despite the way they handle the roster and front office and stuff. No, that's a good call. Yeah, that's yeah. sort of the path they're going down. I, I never yeah. really thought of it in that way. But absolutely, this could be the new Russell Wilson Seahawks in Houston. Mm-hmm. Keep your list going. I'm interested. Then the Cleveland Browns just be, they have too much talent. Yeah, they got good. Um, and that could easily like, they could easily be like, Oh wow. The Browns arrived. I mean, they have so much talent on both sides of the ball and Baker Mayfield, young quarterback. Right. So once that all comes together, the, the Browns have to be considered one of the favorites on this list to win it soon. That could come crashing down as well. And we've seen that just that organization is hard to really <laughs> right. trust. Uh, after that, I'm gonna go Cardinals just because they're closer. They're improving, obviously. And, yeah. And the more I look at this list, these teams, those all those teams I just named could be in the playoffs this year. Right? Yes. Seven teams. I mean, it's be 14 are in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, the Bengals, because they have their quarterback. If he's good, it's not going to be this year. It might be a couple years, but they, you know, 
Dark Horse team to be the first of this list because if they, you know, any of these teams when they hit on their quarterback, the other teams start to crumble, kind of can't get over the hump. Whatever team has the best quarterback could be the team that is the one to pick here. So if you believe that's the Bengals, it might be a couple of years, but they could still be the first one. So um, mm-hmm. they're they're after the Cardinals for me. Then it gets tough because I mentioned those teams that I don't think are close. So I put the the, the, the those were easy kind of because I think they're you can envision where they're going. Then it gets more difficult. Panthers, they need a lot of work. I trust what's going on from the top down for them to get there. After the Panthers, I will say, oh, this is where it gets tough. The Jaguars are at the bottom for me just because they're ha- they have yeah. so far to go. And I mentioned the purgatory thing, but I still can't put the Jaguars on top of the Chargers, Falcons, or Lions. But the Chargers, Falcons, and Lions are the three that I'm having trouble I'm tra- having ranking. trouble ranking those. They're all those. in the same tier for you. Right. Know? They're in the, I don't believe that the current, I don't believe the current path is the one that gets them to the Super Bowl. So, so they got to they gotta carve a whole new path and then yes. who knows what happens. I mean, and, that, and that's a couple of years down the road. It's hard for me to say because I really like Stafford. I really like Matt Ryan. I think they're two of the uh-huh. most underrated star quarterbacks in this league. But why haven't they gotten over the hump yet? Mm-hmm. And is the current regime the one to get him there and and i just keep coming back to know it brings me to two questions and my first one to you is if you had to pick one of these think about it why i say the other one is if you have to pick one of these teams to win the super bowl this year i'm not saying that's your super bowl pick but which team do you think you've put a dollar down to make a buck it doesn't matter on the odds or anything which team would you pick and then my second point is Folks of the, you know, people of this team, uh, fans of this team, I hate to say it, and I've been harping on it more and more as I get older. There's a reason these teams have not won Super Bowls, and it starts with ownership. And some of these organizations aren't as strong as the Patriots, Ravens, Steelers, Niners, et cetera, Packers, et cetera, et cetera, over history. And that starts with the people owning the team. And not to be a total a-hole here, but I think the Bengals, Browns, Cardinals, Chargers, Jags, certainly all qualify, you know, it's just not as strong organizations as the top dogs out there. So the team I would pick, if I had to pick one that was going to win the Super Bowl this year would be the Titans. I I would pick the bills. Okay. Allen will have to have a good year. It is all dependent on where Allen's development is. Does his curve continue upward as it has his first couple of years in the league? Because all the other pieces are so good. Their path is, I think one of the easiest to the playoffs, which is big in all of this awesome defense, which is very important. They have weapons on offense added a receiver. So, I mean, just, just looking at that team offensively, when you add a number one wide receiver that they didn't have, that they obviously needed, who's ready to play now, who's a veteran player that can plug in and be that guy when you add that with just a nice little bump in development for Josh Allen with the defense, I mean, that's a scary team, potentially a scary team. So we'll see how that goes, but uh, I would have to pick the bills. I, your case for the bills is super strong. I just have more doubts about, I have, I have a lot of doubts about Allen, but the thing is if he just takes a average step forward with his pocket presence accuracy, which is a big deal as quarterback development wise, they're going to be really good. And I probably will pick the Bills and Titans to both win their division and probably feel stronger about the Bills doing it when it's all said and done. I can't argue with the Titans pick. Yeah. I mean, they went pretty far. Man, the Texans are the ones that's, that's killing me because I want to believe in Deshaun Watson. And I want to put him up there, but I don't think it's this year. 
Um, they don't have a bunch of first round picks. That, that's a tough one. Texans are a tough that's one a for tough me. One. Yeah. And okay, so there's how many of these teams are there? Whatever. There, I think Watson would be the quarterback we would take. Yep, absolutely. I mean, and that's no disrespect to Burrow, who I'm super excited about. And Kyler, I think, would be your other considerations. You know, like, who do you want from this point on? I want Watson. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, and that's, that carries a lot of weight. It but does. I don't like what's going on around them. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what makes that one so tough for me. And and so, I, and I think the Bills are closer, so that's why the Bills lead this list for me. So to answer, I think it was Zachary who had the question yesterday that, that threw this down. Which team wins the Super Bowl first out of this group? I'm going to go with the Buffalo Bills, but I'll buy an argument for... Pretty much every team here except for the bottom four teams. Jaguars, Chargers, Falcons, Lions. Even though the Falcons, Lions, Chargers are better than some of the teams ahead of them, you're asking me about a Super Bowl, not about wins and losses in 2020. So that's why those are the ones that I think will absolutely, I would not be betting on to be the first of that group to win. Yeah, I, I think I view the Chargers differently than you and kind of put them in their own tier. But I like your, your the way you, t- you described the Lions and Falcons. Although, I guess the Falcons were the ones that were there the most recent. Yes. You know, so that's, but still, I mean, can we picture them going back this year? And again, I, I think they're purgatory, and that's not a knock at all on Stafford and Ryan. I love those two, but just they just don't have enough around them. It has to be now, too, with the Falcons. Right. Has to be. Yeah. And it's not going to be. All right, let's get to the bottom. <laughs> let's get to the bottom of the PFF teams list, and and I think we can kind of flip this into a rosier picture, and we can think of some ways that some of these teams at the bottom could potentially not be among the worst rosters in the NFL coming up. Okay, Matt, this starts with the Jacksonville Jaguars. That according to, and don't get mad at us. This is according to Pro Football Focus ranked. The best to worst rosters in the NFL. Not power rankings, just pure rosters. Which roster is best? Which roster is worse? And the Jacksonville Jaguars came in number 32 overall. Do you have a quibble about the rosters? Ha- the, the Jaguars having the worst roster in the NFL, Matt? Well, the Redskins are 31, and I think they're in the conversation. You know, like, I love McLaurin. I love Young. I have my doubts about Haskins and... Minshew and I think that there are some pieces on offense I'd like with Jacksonville so I want to start with the Jags real quick in that I've been killing them this offseason I've said a lot of things like this is clearly the worst organization in the league everybody wants out they don't have a starter in Foles or Minshew and I'm not going to take those things back because I believe that mostly to be true but I did watch Minshew lately and I have I was too hard on him. I think he's pretty decent and has a chance to be pretty good. And in all, I kind of think the Jags O is a little bit of a sleeping, not giant, but a little bit of a sleeper spot to grab some fantasy gold this year. So I'm kind of I'm trying to look at the, the glass half empty a little bit or half full. They've sent away so many of their good right, players from their last good team. Uh, they're still really good in the league. You know, Jalen Ramsey, Bouye are gone, so I, I worry about how they're going to cover people. Yeah. That's a Clint big problem. Yeah. But they have, they still have Miles Jack, who hasn't played as well as, you know, he he was on a certain path early in his career, hasn't played as well of late, and a lot of that probably has to do with the talent around him. But they've drafted a couple of dynamic edge rushers the last couple of years, which I think is important for any young team that's 
going to be on the come up eventually. And Josh Allen, who we still haven't seen the best of, of him at all. Uh, Caleb on chase on who's, who's a perfect, you know, just like plug and play replacement for Yannick and Gakwe whenever they fin- figure that out and trade and Gakwe or whatever happens with, uh, with Ngakwe. But there's just too many holes overall. I mean, this this yeah. defense is not going to be good enough to get in those third and long situations for Josh Allen and Ngakwe if he plays and Caleb on chase on to go eat and go get after the quarterback, in my opinion. Um, offensively, to though... Your I, point, I, to your point, though, I think their defense is just like chasing the one that used to be there. So, yeah. boy, we hope C.J. Henderson turns into Bouye or Ramsey. Oh, we hope Chase on turns into Ndokwe. Oh, we hope Tavon Bryan turns into Calais Campbell. You know, like, you had the guys, and you're hoping these guys are hopefully as good as the yeah. ones before them, and they probably won't be. And I do like C.J. Henderson. He could be yeah, you know, yeah. a, a dude in the league. But, you know, this year one for him, it's, you know, it's, it's going to be rough this year. Gardner Minshew, good enough to... The off, I think it was a good point you made offensively. Like This offense can hold their head above water. Juwan Taylor, seal of a pick last yeah. year. DJ Chark came into his own last year as a receiver on the outside, give you that dynamic down-the-field threat. Leonard Fournette, everybody knows who Leonard Fournette is. Um, they're not going to be a powerhouse juggernaut offense, but they can keep their head above water. But to go with a, a defense that's probably not going to be good yet and just being a mediocre offense, that spells still a very bad team. So overall, roster-wise, they're... You know, their hope is, and look, don't win too many games either. You know, don't win too many games. Right, Go right, get right. that quarterback. You'll be a year behind where the Bengals are right now, which is a place that I don't hate for Cincinnati. And a little bit of optimism, too, is they have some extra picks going forward, too. So they're rebuilding yet again, but it's not close to being done yet. Yes. Yeah. You, you add a couple of first round picks every year that can rebuild a little heck of a lot faster if you hit on those. Mm-hmm. Uh, 31, I don't have a problem with having Washington here. I think no. they have drafted pretty well the last couple of seasons, which I like, which is why they're probably uh, at least one ahead of where the Jaguars are. I mean, just Chase Young could be the next superstar defensive end in this league, which is so important. And I like what they did on offense. I like Kelvin Harmon a lot, who's the underrated uh, rookie last year who doesn't get talked about. I think he could be the starter. I think they might have drafted two long-term starters with Harmon and Terry McLaurin in last year's draft. And then Steven Sims Jr. is an interesting deep sleeper for you fantasy people out there. Um, a really shifty slot guy, too. So I kind of like that young group. It's all, it's all about the quarterback, though, obviously, on offense, right? Is Dwayne Haskins the guy? Yeah, and... I don't know one way or another. I think it's true. I think he's an incomplete for me. Um, I love McLaurin. And, you know, to your point, kind of like with the Jags pass rush, this Redskin D-line is going to be nasty. I mean, and that's a great thing to build around on defense. But I think their secondary needs a lot of work. I think their O-line needs another work. You mentioned a lot of receivers, the Sims and Harmons of the world. And I think McLaurin is going to be a one. But I think they need one more guy just to move every one of those guys down the ladder. Maybe a great tight end next year, something like that, you know, just to round out the receiving core. But I have no qualms with them being 31 in the end. 30 is the Dolphins, and that says a lot that the Dolphins aren't 32 for how completely gutted their roster was going into last season, and uh, they spent a lot of money. Uh, They had a bunch of draft picks to add to this group, and they've got two of the young quarterback, and they've got... Fitz Magic as uh, the short-term stop-gap guy. Um, I still think wide receiver is going to be in need uh, on offense. They might have some trouble moving the ball, but I like what they're doing on the defense side of the ball. Well-coached. Uh, obviously, the coaching doesn't come into this, but 
the Dolphins not being 32 says that they've done a lot of work in the last 12 months. Then you have the Panthers, who are not dissimilar from Washington as far as their roster structure this year. Uh, just younger and brighter. Love that. I mean, Brian Burns, Kwan Short, Derek Brown, you two are gross matos. That's one of the best young defensive exciting, lines yeah. in the NFL. Love how they're building that. Obviously, they gave a bunch of money to Christian McCaffrey. They got DJ Moore, so offensively a lot more firepower uh, than some of the teams below them, which I think is important. And Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, a nice little stopgap starter for them. I don't think he's the guy that's going to lead them to the promised land, though. No, I, I tend to agree, but I think that they'll be okay on offense. I think that D-line's really exciting for Carolina. Back seven's a disaster, and that'll be next year's project. But they realize it. They're drafting defense like crazy. And you're right. Miami not being at the bottom is a big mother may I step forward. I mean, they still have issues. Don't get me wrong. But they were the worst roster I ever, I've ever seen you know, basically on October 1st last year. We're pretty much out of time here. The last team of this bottom five here is, well, there's the two New York teams. The The Giants are 27. The Jets are 28. If the Jets trade Jamal Adams, they are instantly probably pretty close to 32 and maybe just straight up 32 for me. Yeah, maybe, maybe. And they might be too high yeah. already. They might be at too high already. I mean, there's, yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I mean, there's, there's not a lot of star power on that team, that's for sure. Absolutely not. Uh, so that's the bottom five according to Pro Football Focus. I'm pretty okay with how they ranked those. Yeah. Um, you know, you're minorly quibbling there when you get to this portion of NFL rosters. Of those five teams, who do you like? You have to draft one of those teams to be good in three years. Which is it? Carolina. Back to yep. our first conversation. Yep. I like the ownership situation. I think there's a plan. Uh, they'll probably have a new quarterback and okay. I mean, I think Carolina is the team I want to invest my money in right now of that group. If you're a Tua believer, I could see an argument for dolphins there. And right. if one of those teams is picking number one gets Trevor Lawrence, then there could be an argument for that team. If we're talking about this uh, in 12 months. Absolutely. And I am a Tua believer. I'm not a Washington or Jacksonville ownership believer. All right, Matt, we got to go here. Uh, some great questions. It's fun to talk about these things, and I'm glad we were able to talk about some teams that have had not as much luck in recent years for some of those uh, franchises, their entire franchise worth of not a lot of luck to get to the to the big game, and we'll see if any of those 12 teams think can it's win a Super Bowl. Yeah, it, it's not <laughs> luck. It's definitely not luck. Some things do have to go right, but uh, some there's a lot of consistency when you start looking over eras under the same umbrella of ownership and management. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Everyone have a great weekend. Yeah, a great weekend, everybody. Be back Monday with Tony Wiggins of Locked On Jaguars right here, Locked On NFL.